up on that Portsmouth shit. Uptown, downtown, Pistol City, we run this bitch. Caught you back and that's some work. And I'm not gonna say it's all of that no. All right, man. Thank y'all for tuning in and surviving Portsmouth. Today, we got the great DJ Plaga. What's up, man? The mayor of Portsmouth. One of the first people I could say around our age group that actually gave back to the community. So, man, big round of applause for um, Big Plaga up here. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? All right, man. What's good, man? How how this quarantine treating you? Yeah, I mean the quarantine treat me real good, man. You know, I mean I'm ready for to get back into the outside world, but you know I've been just at the crib chilling with the family, chilling with my son. You know, teaching him, watching him grow up. That's about it. Man, that's all you can do right now. Yeah. But man, let's jump into it, man. All right. What? What do Portsmouth mean to you? Mean to me, man. You know, I've been staying in Portsmouth all my life. I was born in Suffolk, though. I went to school up until the third grade in Suffolk, but I always stayed out Portsmouth, about Charleston, Cavalier Mountain, Charleston. You know what I'm saying? So, like, around like uh, two years old, that's when I moved out Charlestown or whatever. But Portsmouth, to me. Is it means like we're a family, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody in Portsmouth know everybody, mm-hmm. so it's like you got you got your you got cousins that stay downtown, you got cousins that stay uptown, you know what I'm saying? You got I just feel like it's a big family. Portsmouth is a big a big family. Everybody love everybody to a certain extent, and that I agree with. Um, I always tell people. Um, and Portsmouth, you're cousins to somebody. And if you're not cousins, your cousin is their cousin. Yeah, somehow, exactly. But exactly. Um, all right, man, let's, so let's take it back, man, to the start, man. You said you're from Charlestown, man. What yeah. Was Char- what was Charlestown like growing up? <clears throat> when I grew up on Charlestown, we won't know who it, we was known, like the people that I hung around with, you, Dex, Wade, Michael Simmons, Todd, Todd, Cuffy, mm-hmm. all us, Mike, Mike, people like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, at first, I used to just, you know what I'm saying, play by myself out there until, like, I met you and Dex. And then that's when I started hanging around y'all. And then ever since then, you know, we was just played sports. You know what I'm saying? So that's what we was known for. We was known for playing sports. And then as we got older, at high school, we was known for playing sports and making music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what we basically that's, that's what we basically did. We played sports, you know what I'm saying? We got fresh and you know what I'm saying, we 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 made music. We ain't bother nobody, you know what I'm saying? We stayed in our own little lane. We ain't bother nobody. We was trying to be we was cool with majority of everybody, but we was all brothers. That's one thing I would say about Charlestown boys. We was all brothers. And that's where we came up with the name CT Boys, you know what I'm saying? Because we was all brothers, man. Like, everybody learned from everybody. I learned something from you. I learned something from Dex. You know what I'm saying? Dex learned something from me. You know what I'm saying? I learned something from Mike, Mike, Todd, all of them. You know, Trey Deuce, all of them. Shout out to all of them. All them boys like that. You know what I'm saying? We was just a tight brotherly hood. And even to this day, we all still tight. When we get around each other, we still laugh, joke, 
reminisce. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love about being out Charlestown. Like, I really love, you know what I'm saying, the the, the tight-knit brotherhood that we had. Okay. And I, and that's facts, man. Everybody learned from each other, man. Whether you was in the first court, the sixth court, yeah. even the fifth court that don't nobody go to. Like, exactly. We all learn from <laughs> each other or whatever, but man. All right, so man, let's fast forward to high school. Okay. Before high school, let's talk about when did you realize the difference between the neighborhoods and the Portsmouth growing up? All right, so I'm going to just be real. Like, I didn't really go downtown growing up. You know what I'm saying? So I did. I don't. I didn't know nothing about downtown like that. I heard of uh, your Jeffrey Wilson and stuff like that. Matter of fact, my mama daddy stayed out Jeffrey Wilson, and I I remember she dropped me off out there, and I stayed around his crib for like a week. But I did not come outside. You know what I'm saying? Like I stayed in the crib. From the stories that I heard, you know what I'm saying? Like I was probably like 10 years old. So from the stories that I heard, and my my granddaddy was from Suffolk, so him being out there. I'm like, what is he? I don't even understand how he ended up out here, but she dropped me off around his crib or whatever like that. And I stayed out there and for like a week, I didn't come outside. You know what I'm saying? So I did. That's the only way I knew about, only place I knew about downtown. I didn't know nothing about the Oaks, uh, Lincoln Park, all that stuff until I got into high school. But growing up out Carolina, Atlanta, I went to the gym. You know what I'm saying? Like out there, you know what I'm saying? We just, we never really, I mean, we got into it with people out Carolina, Atlanta, but we just all play sports, you know what I'm saying? Like we will all go into the big field and be Cavalier Mountain versus versus Charlestown. You know what I'm saying? We'll we'll play football against them, basketball against them, or Bonneville versus Charlestown, stuff like that. So that's all I knew was Cavalier Mountain. I ain't really know nothing about Churchland. I ain't really know nothing about none of the other places but Cavalier Mountain until I got in uh, high school. Then that's when I learned about downtown. So I can't really speak about different hoods and all that stuff. The only thing I can speak about is Charleston and Calvin Because that's what I knew until I got in high school. Okay. All right. So let's let's fast forward to high school. Um you get to Northern. Yeah. Your first time you seeing every, you know people from different parts of Portsmouth, Chesapeake at yeah. the same time. What was your mm-hmm. thought process when you got to Northern? At first I thought I was gonna be going to Wilson. Mm-hmm. Cause I played JV football for Wilson, but my zone wave had got denied, and my mom and told me I was going to Norman, so I ended up playing football for Norman. So I ended up meeting a lot of people from downtown, like Peanut and people like that. Rest in peace, man. Um, Day Day, um, who else from down there? Anthony Blunt, um, people like that. I started meeting them downtown. That's because we played JV football together or whatever like that. So then I started hanging with, you know, hanging with them a little bit here and there, laughing, joking with them and stuff like that. So when I first walked into Norcom, you know, or whatever like that, I I, I I felt the love when I walked through there. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knew everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, people were dapping each other up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, I, I, I really enjoyed my four years at Norcom High School. Yeah. So I, I I enjoyed going to North. I went and go to no other school once. I went there for like a week or two. I had told my mom, I'm glad I went to uh, North and started Wilson. Okay. All right. So when when you get to Norcom, 
and you meet all these other people, man. When you got to Norcom, was it still like that downtown versus Kaplan Manor beef going on? Definitely was. When I got in there into Norcom, it was like downtown dudes thought that Cavalier Manor dudes was soft. And we put it in it up quick. You know what I'm saying? Like we showed them like we gonna hold our own. You know what I'm saying? Like we ain't we're not about to go out here and just let you punk us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So a lot of like like I remember like the Goonies and I remember the Goonies and, and like uh C T boys, we had got into it doing um doing like the uh homecoming, we like doing coordination, the coordination or whatever like that, and we had got into it or whatever like that with them. But you know what I'm saying? Like it it was it was it was like Cavalier Minor uh versus versus downtown, like, but you still had some people that you was banging with downtown and stuff too. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, you did have that cavalier amount of downtown type of beef that was going on when I got in there. I mean, we both went to North and we understand that what was going on in there. You had people who was selling drugs, you had people who was shooting dice, you had people that was fighting, you had people that you knew had guns in the school and who was yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. doing all this other stuff, man. How would you able to, with all the violence going on, how would you able to stay away from all that though? Like the, pe the people that I hung with, though, you know what I'm saying? Like the people I hung with won't really, like when I got in high school, that's how me and Dex really got tight. Like me and him really got tight in, in school. The per mm -hmm. my, main, my main homeboy that I was hanging with every single day, he won't tow no guns. You know what I'm saying? Like we, he won't tow in guns. Only thing we wanted to do was get fresh and play sports. Yeah. And that's how we that's what we did. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's why um I, I stayed away from it. You know what I'm saying? I just my my main homeboy, he won't know for showing no guns and being in a lot of drama and being in a lot of beef. You know what I'm saying? So I that was it was easy for me to, to stay away from all that because he won't involve with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I stayed away from it. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I say he taught me a lot of stuff. Like, we ain't getting in there. That ain't got nothing to do with us. And we will go about our own business. You know what I'm saying? You took a different route than most people do with this situation. Like, most people yeah. drop out of school, then go to Job Corps. But you was different. Yeah. You graduated and went to Job yeah. Corps. Can you tell me, like, how you come up, how you came up with that? All right, so... Um, <clears throat> A lot of people, I mean, if you know me like you, you know me, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when I got out of high school or whatever like that, I always liked nice stuff. I always wanted to be well-dressed, the best dressed. I always liked that, you know what I'm saying? But I was working penny any jobs and still staying with my mom, you know what I'm saying? So I was working at, like, Food Line, and I was working at, um, I was working at Food Line, and I was working at uh, uh, Lowe's at the same time. So I was working these two jobs from the time I got out of high school to like the time I left for to go into job court. You know what I'm saying? And it just won't kick it. I wasn't, I wasn't getting anything out of, you know what I'm saying? Like I was working them two jobs and the only thing that I had to show for it was clothes. You feel what I'm saying? So I didn't have a car. I didn't have no license or whatever like that, even though I was still young. So I was like 20, 20, 21. I went in job call when I was 21. Yeah, I went in job call when I was 21 years old. I was a grown man when I went in job call. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? So my mom basically was like, like one day she came home. I remember like one night I got I got off work from Lowe's. It was hot. It was a summer day. I had just walked from the Lowe's and Victory Carson all the way home. And I came home and my mom came out the room and was like, you got you got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. And I was just like, what? I ain't understand where this was coming from. I'm sorry they signed you up for Job Corps. Um, you got a meeting on such and such day. I think it was like that Tuesday or the next week or something like that. She was like, you need to uh, go buy yourself a shirt and tie. And uh, we going up there. Is there the third? So I'm like, Job Corps, man, I'm not trying to go in no Job Corps. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I, I don't, Job Corps for people that dropped out of school. She was like, no, it ain't. You go there, you learn a trade. And if you know mom, you know my mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how she was. Like, my mama was mean growing up. You know what I'm saying? So she was, she, you know what I'm saying? She was like, no, nah, but it was for the better of me. You know what I'm saying? She showed me tough love. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you're going in, you're going in job court. It, it ain't no excuses. You know what I'm saying? So we went to the meeting or whatever like that. And I'm sitting there listening to the meeting or whatever like that. And, you know, I was like, well, man, this thing right here could probably help me and better me. I'm going to get a trade out of it. I don't have to pay a dime, so I'm going to just go ahead on and test it out. And that's how I ended up going into job for or whatever like that. Was it the best experience? No, it was not the best experience. The first day I got into job for, I seen somebody get stabbed. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the first day, you know what I'm saying? Like, the first day the police up there, I'm in the shower, seen somebody get stabbed in the shower. There's no lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can ask people for, you know what I'm saying, for my job for that I know. All that stuff scared the shit out of me. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I called my mama right then and there. I was like, boy, somebody just got stared up here. I'm trying to come home. She was like, um, come on home, man. Come on home. My daddy was the one like, no, if you come home, you ain't got nowhere to stay. Trust me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I was like, boy, I got to stay in. You know my daddy too. When he put his foot down, you know, when Big Bill put his foot down, that's what it means. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so got that going. I was like, boy. I got to stay here, you know what I'm saying? But in job court, it's a different world. Like people, if it'll help you if you go there and you want to get the help, you know what I'm saying? So kids, like my message to kids is going out of, that's fresh out of high school, like it's okay if you want to go get a trade from a trade school in job court. It helped me, man. Like job court helped me grow up, man. Like before I left for, uh, for job court, man, I was a little boy. And I, I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, a, I'm a man about it. I'm be real about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, before mm -hmm. I left, I was a little boy. My my mama was still washing my clothes. At 21 years old, I was standing inside of my mama's crib. She was washing my clothes. I had no car, no license. My daddy picking me up, dropping me off places. My friends picking me up, dropping me off places. Or I'm walking uh, uh, from Yachtag on Gus Lane to Portsmouth Boulevard to go to work the food line. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. when I went into Job Corps, that was the best thing that could ever happen to me. Like I learned how to, like I wasn't even washing my own clothes, dog. Like I learned how to wash my own clothes, how to grocery shop for myself. You know what I'm saying? How to, how to I ain't gonna say defend myself, but to, you know what I'm saying? Like stand my ground when it came to people in there. Cause you in the room with eight people. When you go to Job Corps, you in the room with eight, with eight dudes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Everybody from, from everywhere. You know what I'm saying? You might be in there with a blood, a crook, a nigga from D.C., uh, a nigga from Richmond. I was just blessed to be in a room with, uh, uh, it was eight of us, and seven of us was from the 757. And the other mm -hmm. person was from Richmond. You know what I'm saying? So all of us from, was from B.A. 
But like the second day I was in there, I got in a fight with a DC dude because he called me Mo. And I didn't know what Mo meant, but you know, that's how they talk. Instead of saying bro, they say Mo. And I said, my name ain't no Mo or whatever like that. So I automatically thought when I seen that dude get set up the, the second day, I'm thinking like, yo, I got to defend myself. You know what I'm saying? So people don't like, like that's just one of the bad things about it. You know what I'm saying? But the, one of the good things about it, Jacques really helped me to grow up and be the man that I am today. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate going to Jaco. I appreciate the A's up there helping me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jaco is a two-year program. You know what I'm saying? I finished in a year. I stayed there a year because I was ready to come home. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But if you bull driving in there, you're going to stay there two years. Two years, in, you'll stay there two years in a couple months because they're not going to let you leave until you finish that program. Mm-hmm. Or you can leave and then you just won't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll get an AWOL. So that's what they call that AWOL. Like, he ain't, he, ain't, he ain't never come back or whatever like that. But I knew I had people at home that was depending on me to come back with something, some type of uh, uh, certificate that say I'm certified and something. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So I took up two things when I was there. I took up painting and I took up a little bit of electricity. Oh, I took up three things. Electricity. They told I know how to do a little bit of electricity, not a lot. And I took up plumbing. So... Mm-hmm. But my main trade was uh paint. So that helped me a lot. All right. All right, so when you was there, how often would you come home? I didn't come home. I didn't come home like that. You know what I'm saying? I basically was staying up there because at that time, my parents was going through something with their house or whatever like that. So they didn't have the money to send me home. You know what I'm saying? And then you only get paid every two weeks $46 in Job Corps. So if you want to come home, you got to get a bus ticket, round trip. You know what I'm saying? So if you want that, you got to save your money or, or find you a hustler or whatever like that. So I wasn't coming home when I first started, like every two months I was coming home. But then after that, I moved up to like level three and I can come home every, like every, every month I can come home. You know what I'm saying? Once a month, I can come home. And then when you get on level four, that's like the best, the best thing. Like on level four, you get your own hall, you're in the room with four people, you're in a room with a flat screen, flat screen TV. Um, you can stay out past the curfew time, stuff like that. So I ended up working my like, I want to get out so bad that I just, you know, work my way up to being on level four. Where level four. I can come home every weekend if I wanted to. So once I got, it took me a while to get to level four. Once I got on level four though, I was coming home like every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Plus I had found me a little hustle in there. And that's what I, you know what I'm saying? I, everything goes up in there. So like um, cigarettes, you know what I'm saying? You, for one cigarette, you might got to give me a dollar. You know what I'm saying? You want two cigarettes, that's two dollars. You know what I'm saying? So I found me a hustle and then I had found an offsite um, job. So that's how I was making my money. And I was coming home every week. Every week mm-hmm. I was, I mean, every, yeah, like every every other week I was coming home. You you at Job Corps, you were all these other people. Mm-hmm. When you, you go home, do you see a change in the people you was around, family members, or like just people in the city? Do you see a difference how your mind was compared to theirs? Yeah. Like, okay, so when I came home, like, some of my some of the people that I was that I used to hang with, they still doing the same thing. They still was in the same predicament. Like I ain't talking about people like you who went to college, got a degree, 
I'm talking about people that was like, that graduated with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm almost, it's almost a year now, almost a year or two now. Like I come home, I'm hearing people that got locked up. You know what I'm saying? I'm hearing people, you know what I'm saying? Still doing the same things they was doing. Excuse me, still doing the same things they was doing before. Um, from before I went to Job Corps, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm seeing people that like that had hoop dreams, that stuck on that shit, that mm -hmm. stuck on it, and started going to get a job or a career, and saying, "I'm not playing no type of sports no more. This shit is over with for me," or whatever like that, and giving back to the community or whatever. They still stuck on that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm seeing that and I'm like, man, this nigga still ain't the same damn boat. You know what right. I'm saying? Like he ain't he ain't changed not one bit. This nigga mm -hmm. need to come back with me to job call to get his shit together. You know what I'm saying? So when I seen that, when I when I, I come home, you know what I'm saying, I get on the phone when I get back to job call, I tell him I'm like, look, man, I, I'm gonna make sure I do everything I can to get to get when I get back, you know what I'm saying, to, to be be on my grown man shit. She like, yeah, I heard you. I hope you, I hope you all, uh, I hope you do. You know what I'm saying? Cause you, you ain't staying here long. You ain't here, you ain't staying here long. So, you know what I'm saying? That's how that's how, that's what motivated me. I knew I had a short time span when I came home to find me a job, a career, and at least be able to, you know what I'm saying, get my own career and to be able to provide for myself. You know what I'm saying? Um. So, so what career did you choose when you came home? All right. So when I first came home or whatever like that, I um, it took me about, I say about, about two months, two three months, and I was just filling out applications for everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But mm -hmm. see, Job Corps help you find a job when you leave. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I when I left Job Corps, you got to go there every two weeks to the um to where you got um recruited at, wherever mm -hmm. you place that you wanted to go get recruited at. You got to go there every two weeks and show them that you're working. I mean, that you're trying to find a job because they give you a little small check. They give you like a two hundred dollar check, and they see that you know you out here trying and you trying to trying to get a job and this, that, and the third. But they only give you that for a certain amount of months. You know what I'm saying? I think for like two months after you out. They do it for you. After them two months, that's it. They cutting you off. You know what I'm saying? But they will try everything in their might to help you find a job. But like me, by me being a people's person, over so like two months, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I was filling out applications for everywhere, like shipyard, planners, um, Smithville Packing, uh, McDonald's, Wendy's, uh, the ABC store, shipyard. Nobody was calling me back. So I got discouraged, you know. So I'm like, damn, man, what was the whole purpose of me going to job for? And I come back, and I'm still got now in this in the same predicament, man. Now I'm in a worse predicament because you know what I'm saying. I'm still wearing the same same clothes I was wearing before I left job mm -hmm. Corps. You know what I'm saying? I still don't have no car. You know what I'm saying? I got my license while I was in job Corps. You know what I'm saying? Job Corps help you do that too. They help you get your license and stuff too if you don't got it. I said I got my license while I'm in job corps. I came home with two with two certifications and one in plumbing, one in um, one in um painting. I'm like, man, what is going on? So mm -hmm. the lady that was my that was my um like recruiter or whatever like that, she was like, Have you applied for this shipyard? I was like, Yeah, they ain't called me back yet. So she was like, Well, I know somebody that um I know the hiring lady down there. I'm gonna tell her to pull your name. 
what you apply for? I said, I apply for uh, painting. So she was like, all right, I'm going to tell her to uh, pull your name or whatever like that. Then the girl that I was messing with at the time, her friend was the manager at the ABC store. So she eventually pulled my name for um, me to go work at ABC store. So one day I was laying in my bed and I got, it ain't crazy because I got a phone call the same day. I got a phone call from both jobs. I got a had got an interview for the shipyard, and I got an inter- had an interview for the ABC store. So I had the interview, got the job at the shipyard, got the job at the ABC store. So I was working both of them mm-hmm. for the for the longest time. You know what I'm saying? Then I ended up quitting the ABC store and just started, you know, focusing more on the shipyard. Yeah. Now I've been in the shipyard eight years. Man. That the shipyard is the plug for real, for real, man. If I knew what I knew back then, cause like people I graduated with, we graduated in two thousand and seven. Yeah. This year they'll be thirteen years in. Exactly, and if they went through the apprentice school program, I'm I know I can I can bet bottom dollar that they are supervising that. They not a supervisor, they are mm-hmm. general foreman, or they or they are um, an instructor. Man, when I used to get into it with my coaches and shit at Shaw, I used to be like, man, fuck this shit, man. I quit this team. I go straight to the mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Like, that used to be my go-to. And, like, people from the 7-5, because Shaw was, like, heavily 7-5. A lot of people went there. People yeah. understood the importance of the shipyard. Yeah. Like, so you at the shipyard and whatnot. Um Yeah. And this is something that I noticed from you, like, you and Dex, like, the past, like, I want to say, like, 10 years. Yeah. Like, 10 years, man, y'all been doing things, man. Brother, uh, clubs, y'all doing clubs. Mm-hmm. And this is the big yeah. thing right here, giving back to the community, whether it's oh, turkey, yeah. bo- turkey bowls and it's um, cookouts or et cetera like that, man. What drove drove you Cause I'm gonna talk to him too. But what drove y'all to do that? Mm-hmm. All right. So the party promoting thing came from. We had uh, this dude. He hit us up. No, Stephen Peoples. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Stephen Peoples, dog. Stephen Peoples hit me up one day and was like, "Look, man, I'm getting old. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, I'm getting older. I need to bring a younger crowd in. I was probably like." Cause I was party promoting before I went to job for too. I forgot to say that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like 18, 19. So he was like, uh, I got a spot and I need you and somebody else to promote it for me every Sunday. So I was like, what a spot at? He was like, Fuego's out the beach on the strip. I was like, all right, cool. He was like, y'all need to come up with a name and tell me what's y'all name or whatever like that. So we had came up with a name called Forever Young. So I had I came over to Dex. Dex was like, yeah, let's call us, let's uh say Forever Young. So it was me, Dex, and Sheree. Shout out to Sheree. That was our that was our team right there. And we right. had Fuegos every single Sunday. So that's how we ended up starting with the party promoter. You know what I'm saying? And like at first it started out slow. We only had maybe like 10 people in the club or whatever like that. Then after we started getting a buzz, we got with a dude named Jeff Gaines. And Jeff yeah. Gaines took over before he goes on Sundays. And shout out Jeff. And that's when it was like us and like two more other promotion teams up there. We had that joint women every 
Sunday, Fuego's was the spot. Everybody came there on Sundays. And then after that, um, shoot, it just went from there, man. People just was hitting us up, asking can they throw us on flies. And then, you know, Sheree did kind of like did her own, started doing her own thing or whatever. And then me and Dex, it was just two, you know what I'm saying? Then we came up with a name, you know what I'm saying? We called ourselves The Boys, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And ever since then, that's what, it, that's what we rock with, The Boys, The Boys, The Boys. And we was throwing, you know, throwing, out, throwing ourselves birthday parties and was packing that out. And then we just, you know, went from there. It was just, it just went from there. But Dex was, Dex was doing that before me. Because I think he used to throw parties in high school with Pat. Um, yeah. Light skin Pat. I forgot his last name. Pat Williams, I think that's his last name. But Dex was throwing stuff with him back in the day. So Dex already kind of knew what to do when it came down to that. But, you know, that we took off with that. And then with he the did a couple community, with man, I'm just, huh? I said he did a couple with Yeah, Pat. him too. Yeah, 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 him too. You know what I'm saying? And then with like with the community thing, you know, we just we like seeing everybody come together, man. Where we can just and won't be no shooting, won't be no fighting, because there's a lot of violence in Portsmouth. And if y'all notice, every time man that's throw something in Portsmouth, it's never nothing bad happening. Everybody always have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like they res yeah. they respect us so much out here now. You know what I'm saying? Not saying we like, well, you know what I'm saying? They respect us so much that they be like, nah, we ain't gonna do this out here at Dex and Peter function. You know what I'm saying? Even if they is beefing with somebody or yeah. whatever like that. You know what I'm saying? So, we, you know what I'm saying? They, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just, we just love giving back. We love giving back. Each year is gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know what I'm saying? We don't always do it by ourselves. We, all, we have people, you know what I'm saying, that help us out or whatever like that too. But mm -hmm. it, it's gonna just get bigger and bigger every year. You know what I'm saying? Now is we, we deal with the kids with football. We was coaching football together or whatever like that. I don't coach football no more, but you know yeah. we just always giving back, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's something in our in our heart that we like doing, giving back to the to the community. Man, and that and that's one thing I wanna salute y'all on because man, I'm not back home, man. My wife always say, yo, you don't have to do it back home because you're not back home but i'm like yo back home is all i know so like i salute y'all because y'all doing them things for the kids man the same thing um how they used to do for us when we was growing up man y'all yeah y'all taking over because you know they getting older so y'all taking over and y'all fulfilling y'all um y'all dues to giving back to the community man and, that, and that's yeah. big right there man I appreciate it, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it ain't no, it ain't no because you on the shore now, but that's really something like that's big. And it ain't just y'all because it's, mo it's more people yeah, yeah, that's yeah. doing it too, man. It's, it's other um, people that's giving back to communities, whether it's, um, whether it's coaching or doing social events. For everybody. Exactly. And I love it, though. I love seeing people that I went to school with, now they stepping up, starting to coach and stuff like that, man. That's mm -hmm. that's great, man. That's great. I love it, dog. I love dealing with the youth, especially yeah. with the basketball. I love that. All right. So so quick question, man. Let, let's talk about yeah. this, this quarantine club that you got going on. Oh, yeah, man. All right. Let's what talk about it. Nobody. How I get started? All right. So well, it's obvious how I got started, but. Yeah. 
All right, so I was just playing with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got an R&B playlist. If you know me, like, you know me and, and yeah. people that grew up with me, y'all know I um, I feel like I'm the R&B king. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love slow music. You know what I'm saying? I love R&B. So I always was saying I got the best R&B playlist. And got there going, um, Adrian, Adrian, I sent him my playlist. And he hit me back and was like, man, your playlist is crazy. And I sent the joint to Shea Bay. They were like, yeah, yo, your playlist is off the chain. So a couple other people were saying that their playlist was better than mine. So I was like, man, we can't go nowhere. I'm about to go on live. You know, I'm a funny dude. Like, I've yeah. always been a jokester. So I was like, I'm going to go on live and I, like I'm a DJ like everybody else doing. But I'm going to play all my slow jams music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, the first day I did it, the first day I did it, I only maybe had, like, 150 views up there. You know what I'm saying? Then, like, the second day I did that joint, um, was that joint was booming. Like, yeah, like, that joint was booming. Like, I was, like, I had I had one on my regular page and was going live. And, you know, pre like, I had, like, 600, 700 views up there. And then my, uh, my uh, excuse me, I was doing it from my phone. And then my phone shut off on me. You know what I'm saying? So then yeah. I had got the, so I had, Waited till the next day and was like, "Boy, I'm gonna do reggae." And when I did reggae night, that's what took took me over the top. You know what I'm saying? I came up there, I had the reggae, I like I had dreads and all that yeah. stuff, and I had like a thousand and something views that night. You know what I'm saying? A thousand something views, two thousand and some comments. You know what I'm saying? So then like people were sharing it. I had like a, like like two thousand and something shares. So you know what I'm saying? I was like, "Boy, I'm, I think I could really." I can really do this, you know what I'm saying? So I went from there, you know what I'm saying? So uh, my girl was like, we need to make a page so you won't be on your regular page. So I was like, boy, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So I had made a page or whatever like that and invited people to it. The first day on the page, I had like 1,500 people there and like it just grew from there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just got like different nights that I do on like Mondays, nothing on Mondays, something like and like Tuesdays, we got uh, $2 Tuesday, Twerk Tuesdays, whatever you want to call it. Wednesdays, I do a local night for all people that's up and coming artists that's not known like that. I play their music all night, regardless if I got 130 followers up there or if I got 30 followers up there, I'm still going to play their music or whatever like that, just to, you know what I'm saying, just to get people to listen to their music or whatever like that. Um, Thursday I do old school night, you know what I'm saying, where I play all street, old old school music, and then on Friday we do like Freaky Friday, on, yeah. on uh, Saturday I do like a workout plan in the morning, and then like Sunday is like when I really get my most uh, views at, um, I be having like 700, 800 views on Sunday because I do like a, a Sunday church playlist yeah. type thing or whatever like that, you know, you know, just Keep yeah. everybody stable while this stuff while this stuff going on, man. You know, praying for people that need the prayer and stuff like that. Like I'm into the church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been into I grew up into the church. You know what I'm saying? Like I straight I strayed away from it, you know what I'm saying? But I'm trying to get back into the church, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So and and that's dope, man, because like I'm there every Sunday. I'm yeah, there. I appreciate <laughs> that. I'm, yeah. I'm there every Sunday. And I'm gonna request that you play I'll fly away. Cause I done threw that in the comment every Sunday. I ain't seen played it. it. 
ain't see it. Well, I'm about to, soon we get out when we get off the phone, I'm gonna download it because I try to get everybody. I try to I get everybody though. request in the journal. You know what I, I mean? I understand. Yeah. So, and on the page, like I just bring like I want positivity on the page. That's why mm-hmm. the, the main thing that I when I first started page is no negative comments, nothing negative in this group. So yeah. like you got your like your podcast, I tell you, put the podcast in there. You know what I'm saying? Like I want people to, you know what I'm saying? Like people that got music, put it in there. People that selling stuff, put it in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got your own clothing line. Put it in the, put it in the chat. I want everybody to connect and, and you know what I'm saying, build like that. Yeah, which is good, man, for real. Yeah. All right, man. So to end it off, man, my last question that I have for you, man, yeah. is in what way have Portsmouth made you the person that you are today? I, I would say Portsmouth made me into the man that I am today because growing up in Portsmouth, you got two ways you can go. You can mm-hmm. go, you can go, well, yeah, you, you got two ways you can go. You can go a straight path or you can go a narrow path. Yeah. I know a lot of people that then went, when I was, when I was young, that went the narrow path. I went the straight path. You know what I'm saying? I was I was going all I was going the narrow path a little bit, but then I got brought back to the straight path. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it just helped me to be a better man. It helped me to, you know what I'm saying, to appreciate things. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like portion just it just it helped me to uh 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 build my character, all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I really love mm-hmm. the city of Portsmouth. And anybody yeah. that know me know. I love the city of Portland, you know what I'm saying? And that's how it helped me. It just helped me to be a better man, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, it helped me to 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 understand better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why, that's how, that's how, that's the only way I can put it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it helped me to be, it helped me to, it just helped me to understand, man. It helped me to understand, helped me to be a better person, helped me to be appreciative, humble, all that. You know what I'm saying? All right, man. So, so after this quarantine, man, do y'all have any big plans for the city or well, anything? Uh, I'm gonna throw a big cookout. You know what I'm saying? Everybody bring whatever they want to bring. You can bring your grills. You know what I'm saying? People can bring. They uh, set up their tables, their booths, whatever they got going on out there. Like I'm gonna have a big, a big ass cookout, dog. I'm gonna be the DJ. I'm gonna have somebody cooking on the grill, but you can bring your own grill and got there gonna cook your own stuff up. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna have like the youth uh dance teams like creations and um pink pearls and all that. I'm gonna have them do a dance competition to uh against each other and okay. stuff like that. Like we're gonna we're gonna really do it up, man. I'm gonna have a big cookout when all this over with. And I'm just gonna give back to the community, like book bags to the kids, all that stuff. If anybody wanna help. Just hit me up and let me know. Man, that's dope right there. That's dope right there, man. Um, shout out your social medias and um the quarantine club so people can follow you. Pierre Bivens and um the quarantine page is DJ Plogger Quarantine Club. So mm-hmm. you can find me on all those, find me on those right there. I don't have no Twitter or nothing like that. So you know what I'm saying? Y'all just get with it. Let me know. 
All right, man. I appreciate you coming through. I kept man, saying I appreciate I was you. you. I kept saying I was gonna get you up here. That I had to find some time, but I kept my word. Yeah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate it, man. You're doing a good thing too. I appreciate you, bro. All right, man. I appreciate it, man. I want to say, man, thank you to everybody who's tuning in to Surviving Portsmouth, man. And nigga, I came up on that Portsmouth shit. Uptown, downtown, Pistol City, we running, bitch. Caught you back, and I'm working on that. Don't say it's all of that, no, 